Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Okay, so here we are. Good morning. <laughs> um, how's everyone doing? Well, um, great. So, sorry, technical technical, technical things this morning. I'm kind of thrown off. I was, I'm so I'm so used to like I'm on a routine, you guys. I'm a routine person. Okay, so we are going to talk about hiring. I know this is a topic that a lot of people have asked about um, in the past. Um, and I'm going to put this out there. You know, I am still like, I am still growing, right? So my my experience hiring, I've, I'm really, really good at hiring people really fast. Um, but without actually taking the time up front to, I've learned this from hiring, like not necessarily like hiring the people who just were not right for my business. I have learned that like, you've got to take the time up front to really determine what you should do. The first question that people always ask me, and the number one question people always ask me is, where, what do I hire first? Who do I hire first? How many of you have asked that question? What's the first role I should hire? And how many of you have been told like five different answers? I've been told TC, admin, VA, blah, blah. I mean, you tell, you name it. I've been told multiple different answers of who to hire first. And do you know why? It's because everybody's business is different. Everybody has a different need in their business. And there is not one right answer as to who to hire first. Okay. The answer is really like, what is in your business? So I am going to show you today kind of what I have done to really analyze, if you will, done like a gap analysis in my business to kind of figure out like from point A to where I'm at today, um, how I have gone through and kind of planned out who I'm going to hire and in what order. Okay. So let us go along here. Uh Oh, can you guys see it? Can you see this? Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. So, um, so basically, who do you who do you hire first? So this is going to be a little workshop style class. So I need you all to have a pen, and then you're also going to have homework because we cannot actually do this entire thing in one day. This entire thing took me two weeks to do figuring out who to hire, and I'm going to show you why in the very next step. And that is because for the next week, you need to write down everything you do. Literally everything you do. All I want you to do is write down everything you do. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to take a couple of minutes and we're just going to write down off the top of your head, brain dump everything that you do in a week. Not just a day, but in a week. Let's let's take a minute and do that right now. Okay. How many, how many, uh, like just pop it in the chat, come off mute. What, how many tasks did you get written down in that one minute that we wrote down tasks? Just curious. I got seven. seven. I don't know if that's a, a slow writing. <laughs> I mean, we only had a minute. 
I'm asking you to write down everything you do in a day. And it's really hard when you're put on the spot to say, think of everything you do. Right. So anyone else, did you guys, anyone get like 15, 20 things? It has to be only business related or in general. I'm just saying literally everything. Literally, when you go to the bathroom, I want you to write it down. I want you to write down when you brush your hair. I want you to write down when you brush your lashes. I want you to write down when you brush your teeth. I want you to write down when you are going for a walk, taking your dog for a walk, cleaning up dog poo, changing diapers, whatever it is. Literally everything you do, I want you to write it down. Literally. Mariella, I can see you look on your face. You're like, wow, okay. <laughs> That's Literally. a lot. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to give you us a minute. Yeah, I know. I only gave you one minute. I know. And so that's why you're going to do this for the next week. Okay. You're going to do this for the next week. And you're going to go from the time you wake up in the morning. Okay. You're going to grab a spreadsheet and show you what mine looks like. You're going to type from the time you wake up in the morning till the time you turn off your alarm clock. Turn off alarm clock. Okay. That's a task. You're doing it. Okay. From the time you go to bed. Like, what are you doing? Every little thing, every single day, I want you to write it down. And it's going to get very, very tedious. And it's going to feel like a pain in the ass because you're like, I have to write this all down. And then you're going to wonder, why am I doing this? Right? Like, what's the point? What's the point of doing this? Right? Well, I'm going to tell you why here in just a minute, because the reason you're going to do this for the entire week is because once you're done, with the task, you're going to rate your energy. You're going to rate how do you feel? Not energy that you're putting into it, but how do you feel after it? Right? Something that, something that makes you feel really, really high energy. Like, for example, I put on mine um, a host, host skin in the game call. Okay? That was one of the things that I put down. That makes me feel amazing. I love it. Okay? That's a one. Um, the other thing I wrote down of how I feel, um, for like a four, for example, something that's on the worst possible thing. I don't even know if I had any, honestly, because I was so good. By the time I finally did this, I got rid of all the things, but here's an example, ordering something to print from FedEx. I don't feel good after that. I'm like, Oh my God, I just wasted time. That literally like after I put an order into print at FedEx, it makes me feel like I just wasted a crap ton of time. Okay, that's an example of a four. So you're going to write this down and your, 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 your audit is going to look something like this. Um, hold, please. Your audit is going to look something like this. If I can share this, it'll let me, here we go. It's going to look something like this. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're literally going to do every, you're going to write down everything you do. Come home and nap, right? I felt great after that nap. But you're going to write down literally everything you do. I'm going to switch back to the presentation here. And you're going to rate it. How do you feel after you do it? How do you feel after you eat lunch? On the days that you actually do stop and take a break and eat lunch, how do you feel on those days? How do you feel on the days that you don't stop and take lunch? What is it, how, how do you feel? And you're going to rate those on a scale of one to four. You're also going to rate them on a value scale. How much value is that activity bringing to your life? How much value is that activity bringing to your life? How much value is that activity bringing to your business? For example, hosting agent power huddle for me is really high. This is a high energy, high value. 
Why? Because I love it, as you can tell. Two, because it brings me so much value because you know how many referrals I receive, how many agent relationships I built, how many other relationships I built, how much education I built, how much this call has forced me to put systems in place so I can teach other people. That is high, high, high value and high, high, high energy. So that is right here, what we're going to call quadrant one. So we're going to go and just jump right into quadrant one and everything that you're going to put, you're going to basically have once you do this whole, whole thing for a week, you're going to have four boxes. Your first box is going to be high value, high energy. These are tasks that are high, high, high value, and they only require you to be able to do them. No one else can do these for you. No one else, but you also love them. Um, some examples of what I put in here was negotiation. No one else can negotiate like I can. Not in my business. I'm the best negotiator in my business and I should be, right? High value, high energy. Uh, number two, strategy. No one else in my business is involved with strategy. That is a Linnea thing. Anyone who's on my team, they're coming to help execute the strategy and contribute their ideas to the strategy. But ultimately, the, strat the business strategy is mine. Why? It brings me a lot of energy. I love it, as you, as you probably have figured that out. <laughs> but I also, you know, it also is what brings me the most amount of value. In my other, in my opinion, the other thing that belongs in this in this in this business, I'm sorry, this quadrant is um, marketing. Marketing, and I say that because I am so dialed into my marketing right now. I am so dialed into my client avatar, and as many times as I have tried to hire a marketing service to help me with my marketing strategy, I've hired, tried to hire a marketing service to help me here and help me there. My marketing now is the best it's ever been because I am doing it one hundred percent. So, things that you're doing after you do this this audit for a week, you're going to come through and you're going to start putting these tasks in these boxes. Okay. Uh, why does it do that? There we go. The next box is going to be those things that you rank, ranked like a quadrant. They rank them on a two. They, they, they bring you energy, but they may not have a lot of value to your business. Okay. These are things like Canva. I hate personally hate Canva for me. That's low value and low energy. But some people love Canva. Some people live in Canva and that's all they want to do. But is that is is playing around and designing a, um, a document in Canva? Is that really bringing a lot of value to your business? I mean, it is right. But is it something that like you could potentially delegate to someone, even though you love to do it? Right. Could you could you if you got rid of some of these things? Could you really focus more of your time here in this box? Because it's really this dark blue box. That's where we want to be. I should have done this in like bright pink or something. Okay. Are you tracking? Kind of following along? Okay. The next thing that we're going to do is we're going to take those quadrant three, the things that you ranked on a three, and we're going to put them in this box. These are the things that are super high value, but I get zero energy from them. Here's an idea, prospecting, right? Prospecting, you love prospecting? Who loves prospecting? I really, I'm gonna take this off, share, screen share for a minute. So I actually wanna see hands raised if you love prospecting, like love. Like, oh my God, I can't wait to prospect. Literally no one loves prospecting, unless you're an ISA. ISAs love prospecting, okay? 
But if you don't love prospecting, but you know it brings you high, high value, that's a high value, low energy activity. Make sense? And the other one is like following up, nurturing, like reaching out to people who are not calling you back, right? That's like, I don't love doing it, but that's high value because usually they're going to get back to me at some point. Right. Calling people and, and not getting a response. The other one that is a high value, but low energy for me is video texting, video, happy birthday messages. It brings, it doesn't, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I do them, but those to me are low energy. They don't bring me a lot of energy doing them. To me, that's like a task, no matter how much I try to like figure out how to do it and make it feel like it's going to be fun. To me, video, happy birthday messages are just not always the same. Or just not always that fun. You know what else isn't fun for me is we're going to talk about that in the next quadrant. We'll have to wait for a second. Sorry. Jumping ahead, jumping ahead of my own self. Okay, here we go. So this is a really good idea. Prospecting. These are things that have a high impact on your revenue generation, but they're not within your expertise. I mean, even though you probably are an expert prospector, we have to be, but you don't love them. Right? Maybe these require certain skills or knowledge that you don't have that you don't have right now, or that you just don't have the time to learn. Like, you know, when it, I mean. Prospecting, you guys. I say prospecting because that is the number one thing that we should be doing as real estate agents, and we don't like to do it. So here we go. But it's a high value because we have to prospect in order to make business happen. But could it potentially be something that someone else that you could train someone else on what you need them to know, and they could do it for you while you can focus more time on here? Okay, and the final four, the fourth quadrant is low value, low energy. So these are things that are time wasters, they're time sucks. Like cleaning out spam from my email inbox. That is a waste of my time. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, I'm like, oh my God, more email. Like checking email to me, I actually hate checking email, just so you know. I have to, but I don't like it. It doesn't produce revenue. Like checking an email. I mean, unless, unless, okay, I'm going to make the caveat. Unless it's someone responding to one of my email drift campaigns that they want me to come over and list their house. That I like. But for the most part, you guys, emails are just about transactions or about money that I owe people. <laughs> They're about people who want me to sign contracts. People need something from me in my email inbox all the time. Right? So it's not really a revenue generating activity for me. They don't, email doesn't really make me feel good. Except when my inbox is at zero, then I feel really good. But email doesn't make me feel good. Another thing, cleaning my office. Don't like it. That it takes a lot of time. Cleaning my office can take an entire day sometimes. Right? Shredding papers. Like office work. I don't like that stuff. You know what else I hate? Cleaning toilets. If we're going to go into personal life... Does that, does that bring you any, any energy? Does anyone love cleaning toilets? I mean, those, there are people that do. And that's great. That is why we hire. That is why we have other people to help us. Because I don't personally love cleaning toilets. No, I don't even personally love doing my own laundry. I mean, I like clean laundry, but I don't love to do it. So now that you're looking at the four quadrants, is it making sense? Like kind of how you want to put these people into these boxes here. Okay. Carol says, budgeting doesn't make me feel good. I know the value, but it sucks my energy. I can semi-relate to that, Carol, um, until I figured out how to really like think about budgeting as a money plan versus a budget. I hate the word budget. It makes me feel restricted. The word plan makes me feel in control. 
So that is, we can go into that's a completely different thing, but I completely understand that. And that is something that like, I would personally say, Carol, that to me would be a high value, low energy activity. Because understanding your finances, as we've just talked about for the last two weeks, <laughs> is really, really high energy to your business. So I would probably put that one right here in this quadrant three. Okay. So who wants to share some of the activities that you put in some of these quadrants? I would love to know. What do you want to, who wants to share what you put in like low value, low energy? Organization. Organizing. I hate organizing. I just throw paper, like contracts there. You know, I mean, I try and I try and make my life now with paper, paperless as much as possible. But the paper monster still. <laughs> I get. You should so, see it. It's like you look over here. You guys, all. You, that's why my screen is blurred. Just so you guys know. Yeah, that's why mine is blurred too. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, like, organization is. I hate it. Cleaning, God. hate it. Don't right. want to do it. Right. It's no. just like, ah, uh, really? No. Right? That's, that's a low energy, low value activity. It doesn't this is perfect, Linnea, because this is perfect because I actually just hired on a part-time assistant because I, if I'm going to get to that next level, I got, I can't, so this is going to be perfect. I'm going to, I'll develop this quadrant and Good. all I want to do is talk to people, make the calls I need to make. And, and all I want to do is money-making activities. Everything else is crap. Agree. I don't care. That's exactly no. why you've got to bring these things into the, in the quadrants because that's that's kind of what I started doing. I was like, I just don't want to do this. So I'm just going to hire somebody to do it. But I didn't really put it all together and be like, okay, so when you're first hiring, you don't, who has a budget of like $2 million to just hire a bunch of people right now? I mean, who has a budget of $100,000 to just hire like two, two, two really good people right now? Or even one person? You don't. Okay. We all have a budget of maybe $2,000 a month. Maybe. Okay, so that's a VA, right? But what can you delegate to a VA? That's the question. What do I do? How do I delegate to a VA? You can't delegate to, to for Kevin and me, you can't delegate someone, a VA to come clean my office. That's not going to work. Yeah. But Kevin, organizing goes hand in hand with like Google Drive storage, right? Look, my Loom video, my, I look at my Loom video library, I'm like, oh my God, like there's been some organization to it, right? And so there, it's like semi, it's semi there, which is good. But like now I'm like, did I, do I even have a video for that? Like trying to just maintain all the thought, like all like a video library. Like how many of you put out video content all the time? I do. 255 videos on my YouTube channel, plus, I don't know, 500, 600 videos in my Loom, my Loom library. I mean, I have so much video content. How am I supposed to keep all of that organized? Who knows? But is that really the best use of my time to figure that out? No, because it's clogging up my brain. Is it a better use of my time to pay somebody who might be specialized, who might specialize in organization or somebody who has really strong detail or analytical skills who can actually like take that and say, okay, Linnea, I know that you want these all organized. Tell me what you want and let me do it for you. Is that worth my money? Yes, because I'm going to pay somebody money. But in the meantime, it's taking that off my plate. Right, I can clear up my brain all of a sudden. Oh my gosh, you have a system to get us organized. Great, right? Clears up my brain, which also clears up my time, which allows me to focus on that first quadrant. Anybody else want to share what you wrote in any of these quadrants? What about the high value, low energy one? I think a lot of people get stuck on that one. 
no one that's, wrote a t- that's a tough one because I think prospecting takes a lot of takes a lot of energy for me. I mean, it's like so prospecting to me is is I think high value one, but it, it takes high energy too. <laughs> right, but that's not so. What I would say is it takes high energy, but it gives me low energy. I like, think for I high feel- value low energy for me is putting stuff into my database. Because I'm just a single agent. So I know the value is nurturing the database, having it in there. You can put them on campaigns, but it's just spending that Pomodoro of getting them in there is like mentally exhausting because it's admin. Yep. Very admin Very admin And there's some admin stuff, some admin stuff that you that you have to do yourself, some. But I have little tips on how you can delegate that off. But go ahead. For me, it's similar to that, but it's after you get there in your database, but you actually have a conversation going back in there to kind of summarize what you talked about. And so you have a um, record of it that. (laughs) Oh, that's a pain. (laughs) That's a really good point, because like, what do you do for me? I use follow up boss. So I just go to my phone. I pull them up on my phone and I just talk to my phone. I like literally you should see some of the notes that we have. Like sometimes when I go to listing appointments, I'll just have the voice recorder on in their notes and follow up boss. And then you'll just see the conversation and follow up boss. And you're like, wait, what happened? But at least you know it's there. It's dictating the conversation. That's like my little tip for that. But yes, that is a pain. The other pain for me is um, when I get like, uh, when I get like, I get someone to add into my database, but it's not from like, uh, or my zap's not working. Right. I need it to be added into my database, but then like the zap's not working. So it has to be done manually. And then I have to figure out the zap. Like figuring out Zapier, that is high value, high value, all the automations. It doesn't bring direct revenue to my business, but it does free up a lot of time to focus on more. But literally, that is a pain. Zapier, I, God. But I got to tell you, sometimes you just got to figure out and use it. But, you know, again, trying to find people to like delegate these things out to Nina. Hi. Okay. I was a few minutes late to the call. I have a question. I love that we're going to do this, but can I ask you, what are we going to do with this information? What is my, I'm sorry. And you might've already said it and I missed it, but what is the end goal when I spend, I mean, it's almost scary to think what I do every day. I have kids and all that. Um, What am I going to do with this? That's the next step. The next step is you're going to delegate those things in quadrant four. Okay. Those things that don't give you any energy and they bring very low value to your business, but they have to be done. Those things in quadrant four, those are things you're going to delegate first. We're going to baby step into hiring, right? Oh, okay. I love that. Okay, thanks. You're going to baby step. It's like, it's a compound effect. It's a power of one more. It's a focusing on one thing at a time, right? All of it. One thing. We're going to delegate quadrant four. Because what's going to happen is when you start to delegate those little tiny tasks, first of all, then you're going to reevaluate what you're actually doing. The things that you're keeping for yourself, you're going to start reevaluating those and being like, hey, does this really fall into you're you're going to see that the things that you put in quadrant one will probably start migrating to quadrant three and quadrant four. Like when I very first did this, I put happy birthday video text in my quadrant one. Now that's like a quadrant. That's a quadrant three for me. It's migrated because other things have now come up. Because I'm like, Carol, I actually enjoy setting my financial plan, right? At the the beginning, I didn't. At the beginning, I didn't. At the beginning, I was like, God, it's so important, but I don't want to do it. So I would just out-delegate that out to 
a CPA. It was also great with my money, but the CPA just never went ahead and like did the plan, like the plan for my money, right? So that, that is kind of how that migrated. So you're going to delegate to quadrant four and you'll always want to focus on getting people, getting quadrant four out of your way. And once you start baby stepping into it and you start hiring more, you're going to be able to find that person who can take quadrant three out of your way. And then you're going to find that person who's going to take quadrant two out of your way. And then really like Kevin's vision, just like my vision, all I really want to do is help others succeed and marketing and strategy. That's it. There's a really good book out there called a CEO only does three things. A CEO only does three things. I would highly, highly, highly recommend that book for anybody who feels like you're in a hamster wheel of real estate. If that is you, I don't know. I don't know. I'll see if I can find it on audible. I read it. I listened to it. Can can I ask you one more question? How often do you do this study? Like once a month? Every um, quarter, uh, once a quarter. Okay. When I'm doing my uh, quarterly goal setting, uh, Trey okay. Taylor is here. It's CEO only does three things, and it's called finding your focus in the C-suite. A CEO. I'm going to link it. I have the Amazon link right here. So I do it once a quarter. Um, you know, and it's really like, it's just, it, it's a, it's a time study. You guys can look it up. I mean, I just kind of took a time study and along with what I know from, from being lean, six, lean, six Sigma certified, that's such a hard one for me to say, but like, you know, when I worked in corporate process improvement, this, we did this a lot. We did this all the time, trying to figure out what activities that people were doing to try to figure out how to move them around and who, what to take off people's plate, because things that you get energy from may not be the same things I get energy from. You know what I mean? Like for me, high value for high value for my life, high energy for me, which gives me high value. It makes me feel good, right? Going to the gym, exercise, high value, high energy. That is a non-negotiable for me. So I will always be living in that quadrant, if that makes sense. So, um, but I will say like that book, a CEO only does three things really helps shift my mindset to get out of the, I can't afford this. I I can't do it. I hear people tell me all the time, I can't afford to hire. Well, first of all, stop saying that. Stop saying that. How can you afford to hire? Because you guys, if your things are falling in that quadrant four at the very beginning, if you're just going to something like this, that is something you can delegate out to to a VA. You can find a VA for as little as $7 an hour. Like $7 an hour for 10 hours a week of work, 70 bucks a week. I mean, think about how much more time it's costing you to do that. I mean, my personal, my personal rate, like anyone who books a full one hour, one-on-one consultation with me is $150 right now. But if I'm working in real estate on a real estate business, that's about $500 an hour with as much as I make, as much as I net from a deal, $500 an hour. Does it save me to pay someone $70 a week? when I can go make another $500 an hour. Yeah. So that's why you want to do something like this. You want to do the, you want to do the quadrant thing. And I would say once a quarter, Nina, because you're probably setting your quarterly goals anyway, right? You're setting them on an annual basis. So it's a good thing to do at the beginning of the year and then just do a check-in at the end of every year and just keep a, keep a running sheet, keep a running sheet. 
because you're going to find those things going to migrate. And it's really funny when I looked back and I was like, oh, I used to think happy birthday pets were like my high value, high energy. Nope, you're not. Not that I don't love people and I don't love people's birthdays and I don't want everyone to have a happy birthday. But is that like how it makes me feel the best? Not all the time. That makes sense. Okay. Um, any questions on this? Any thoughts? Great thoughts. This was awesome. Again, thank you. Thank you. Happy to help. If you guys have any questions, you know where to find me. Actually, do I have one one oh, question? Yeah. Um, so you're looking for your VA to delegate these things to. Um, what would be the best um, source to find a good VA? Have you ever hired a VA before? Mm -mm. I would probably hire a company. My, my very first VA, I hired a company. Mm -hmm. um, and I used a, a company called Outsourced Doers because they were really trained in digital marketing. Going back, I would probably hire a different one. I would probably hire an admin, a VA admin. Um, and I would use a company like My Outdesk or Virtue Desk. There's a few, there's quite a few out there, but you can look up VA companies. If you are used to hiring and you are used to having a job description and you have a full, you have a full system and you can bring someone on as your full-time VA, you'll save a little bit of money, um, but you're not going to have someone like a company to help you like with the job description and the sourcing of it. But if you do, uh, you can go to something like onlinejobs.ph and post okay. a job description on there. Um, and okay. then people can come through that way. All right. Thanks. You can also post a job on Indeed. Like you just kind of have to figure out that's another whole other thing to hiring, right? It's a, it's a, do you have a, do you have the, do you have the capacity to actually bring someone on yourself or do you need help? If you need help, you pay a little bit more and you, you hire a VA company. Okay. Can I make, make a quick comment? Yeah. Um, so what I did is, um, so I had like, okay, what do I want an assistant to do? Right. And so I had really, I had some idea, but I needed like a checklist of things I could mark off, right? Or what I, I wanted to delegate. So I went on to uh, break, I just Googled, <laughs> you know, real estate assistant, right? Checklist. And I found one on Breakthrough Broker that was a really good list. And then I took all the license activities off of that. And then said, okay, I want to delegate all of these items. And then I had her create a, a brand new list. And then we're going to schedule them as far or put them in order as what she can start doing and then what she'll need more training on, et cetera. Um, so, um, yeah, the person I hired is my stepdaughter. So that's made it a little bit easier. And uh, um, so we'll so we'll start with those items. And I just came up, you know, with a checklist, like something like this. Like, this is pretty blurry. Uh, but anyways, just a check sheet of what she can start doing, what her talents are, and then that gets stuff off my plate. And that's what, that's what how I, that's how I, that's how I'm starting this. I like the quadrant idea. Very good. Yeah. And that's one way to start it too. The reason I personally do like the quadrant way is because for me, it like helped me understand what I needed to get rid of, right? Because I could, I do, I've done, I've done that same thing where I Googled a bunch of checklists and I was like, oh my gosh, it took me on a rabbit hole. So if you're really good at not going down a rabbit hole, like I did, I did that, Kevin, you know what happened to me when I did that? I was like, oh shoot, I should do this. So then I went on a, down a rabbit hole and tried to create all these processes to make all those things happen on that checklist. So that's, a, I mean, that's an awesome way to do it. If that works for you, but th that's the awesome thing about this is there's multiple ways to do it. The quadrant thing worked for me only because it really helped me all, first of all, analyze my business. 
really analyze my time because you know we analyze our budget we analyze how much money we're spending well should be you should be you analyze your marketing you analyze what's working on your marketing right you analyze like what when people pick up the phone you analyze all these things so really analyzing what you're doing on a regular basis is also just as important yeah oh. no i like the quadrant that's really good i'm going to use it i'll just i'm going to uh, yeah I'll, I'll i'll get there <laughs> i love it Love it. I mean, Process. you can do that with the list that you have right now. You could probably even take some of those things on that list right there, yeah. start putting those into some of those boxes and figure out which of those, like, is there anything on there that you really want to do or really like to do? I mean, the reality is all I really want to be doing is going out, networking with people, meeting people, creating video content. It's fun. Marketing strategy, planning, and building a business. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The list I created was these are all the things I don't want to do create flyers, create, I mean, do all this. And I'm not a creative person. Uh, so I'm, I'm numbers contract oriented. Creativity is not my thing. And so I, um, my stepdaughter, she is very creative video wise, editing wise, nice. creating flyers, all of that. She's a you know artist. So she'll be able to do a lot of this stuff that I hate yeah. doing. Yeah. So, um, the other one, just so you guys put out there, is I don't really like to show homes. I don't like it. I don't like it. Occasionally I do, but I don't really like to show homes, you guys. I don't. So think even stuff like that. And that's okay. It's okay. It's high value, high, high, high value. But is it something I may, might be able to delegate? You know, do I need to be doing the consultation? Do I need to be doing the intake? Do I need to be doing the onboarding? Yes. Do I need to be doing the communication and the, and the updating and the all that? Yes. Do I need to be doing the driving to open up the door? Maybe not. So even think about things like that. So I know this is recording. We put that on YouTube and that's going to be out there in the world for people to see now. So it is what it is. It is. Yeah, it's the mapping and scheduling. So that's another thing, Carol. Like, um, the cool thing that I love about showing time is that showing time, you don't really have to map it. You just put it in order and drag it, click and drop and drag. It's really easy. I have a really, really good system for mapping and scheduling that saves time, but I don't like doing it. Right. But I get it. I get it. So. So if you don't show the houses, I remember in the past you mentioned that you have been using services sometime, like, you know, agents going into showings for you. Uh, do you have like uh, specific criteria that, for example, you have to be there early, turn on all the lights, you know, like all these, like representing your brand and they go overboard. You know what I'm saying? with showing um, yes. we don't have that yes and i mean i'm I'm pretty particular about who i let meet my clients i don't just like I'm, I'm there's like i have like three or four three or four people that i call regularly to help me meet, help, let meet my clients because i like i like the, them their personality a um i like their professionalism that's more important to me than getting there and opening and turning on the lights early like to me it's about you know a first of all can i trust them like I like there's a lot of showing services out there, but can I trust them? Do I trust that they're actually going to be really good about following up with me and letting me know what my client was thinking? Right. But it, I don't require them to get there early. No, I mean, I don't even show up early. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and how do you find out uh, if they're going to be honest with you? Like, how do you build this relationship before that? So you feel you confident. To you, have, you have a conversation with them and learn. 
like you can usually tell, I mean, once you, once you start talking to more and more people, you can usually tell within the first like couple of minutes, what kind of communication style that person has. And, you know, someone who, someone who's just like trying to, you know, trying to get, trying to make some money versus someone who's actually like legitimately trying to be, be helpful. And somebody who's legitimately like going to be a good resource in the future that you can be a good resource for as well. So Plus there's other agents that we all work with that you can know and trust. That's That's what I do. I always tell my clients, like, give me feedback. Like I had, I had one person one time as a newer person I hadn't worked with before. So he seemed super eager and super great on the phone. But then my client was like, yeah, I would probably wouldn't use that person again. So ask your clients. I mean, that's a great thing. If you have a really good relationship with your clients, like if you're working with your true client avatar, you don't have to worry about that, right? They're going to tell you. So. Sounds great. Yep. Did you find out why they're not going to use this person again? Yeah, they told me. Okay. Yeah, yeah I always ask 100%. I always ask for feedback. I ask for feedback every time I, I close a deal also. So, cool. All right, you guys. Everyone have a great weekend. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.